everyone, welcome to the Scarehouse Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Dutters, and we are at Transworld, or I'm at Transworld. There's a couple of us here. We're all exhausted. It's the last day. We're all surviving on coffee. And I am joined by, I'm going to call you West Coasters. It's like East Coast, West Coast thing right. happening yeah. here. Um, first of all, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you first. Me first. Yeah, so you might remember this one. Hi again. Uh, it's Crystal, a former director of operations at Scarehouse. I am now with a fantastic and fabulous haunt in San Francisco. I am so pleased to be a part of them. I joined up this season helping them out, and it's just been a fantastic experience. Um, we are in the Mint in San Francisco, and the attraction is called Terror Vaults, and it was, I mean, it was just so good. So good. How long were you out of haunts? About a year. Were a little you losing over a year. your mind? I was. I really <laughs> was. At first, October was, at first it was a relief, like, mm -hmm. heading into September to October, it was like, yeah, I got time for myself. I can do Halloween-y things. And then it got to, like, mid-October, and... I was just feeling, I haven't scared anybody yet. No one, I haven't made anybody scream or cry, and this is just terrible. Um, <laughs> actually, I legit got like kind of like depressed and like, yeah. <laughs> um, went to a couple haunts and that helped a little bit, and then um, found out about uh, Terrible. It was just starting up for first season. So, oh, wow. Very exciting. So, it's a baby. Yes. So, who are you guys? So, my name is Joshua uh, Grinnell. Um, and I uh, am one of the co-creators of uh, Terror Vault. We actually created a production company um, called Into the Dark, and our first attraction, uh, our first offering was Terror Vault. We hope to uh, offer um, more attractions and more productions as the years go on, but we really wanted an, uh, an immersive, haunted, theatrical uh, show to be our first offering. Um, but I'm best known as Peaches Christ. That's my um, alter ego. I guess for the purposes of the podcast, I can be both. You have to do something. Yeah, I can, I can, I can, I, so I might, I might, you know, drift in and out of Joshua uh, and become Peaches. Um, I can already feel my wig coming on. Um, so yeah, that's me. Uh, my name's Rick Ray. I'm a scenic painter. David Flower, uh, alcoholic. We're just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> right, close. I'm the uh, also one of the producers of Terror Vault, and I guess I'm the production designer, more or less. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, I guess I mean just to give you a little yeah. background, David and I um, actually haven't known each other that long. Although you would think we've known each other for uh, decades because we bonded so quickly. Um, I was working in Provincetown doing shows. Uh, for the summer and actually had heard of David Flower for many years because he had been doing haunted attractions in Provincetown. Mm -hmm. And so, and vice versa, I think David had been told, you know, you got to meet Joshua, you, you have to, you know, meet Peaches because we both share such a uh, similar love for these things. Mm -hmm. And we met in Provincetown and I told him that I had tried to get something off the ground in San Francisco for years and mm -hmm. actually gave up and actually had at one time approached the people running the mint. Um, so that's all part of the history of this, is me going around to various buildings in San Francisco about a decade ago um, with another friend and trying to get something going. My other friend, while, um, while uh, a good event producer, didn't have an experience in haunted attractions. So I think part of me felt like it was this um, uphill battle that was 
overwhelming mm -hmm. for me. And so meeting David, seeing the quality of his work, um, looking at videos and pictures, when he also was working with mutual friends, mm -hmm. you know, it was kind of like, hey, would you ever be interested in coming and doing this in San Francisco? He too had been in San Francisco, yeah. had tried to get something off That's the ground. That's the irony of it. Yeah. I was there for two years. We never even met. I was there for two years working with another friend of mine uh, doing event production. I worked at his, his event space. And, you know, I had heard of Peaches, but it was like, okay, at some point I'll meet this person. And yeah. then I never, it just never happened. And at the time I was in San Francisco, uh, you know, really working for somebody else. And I put out a couple of feelers thinking maybe I would get an opportunity to do a haunted attraction, but nothing ever came to fruition. Mm -hmm. And I actually just gave up. And, I, and then at that point, my friend decided he wanted to sell the event space. And I left and I went back to Provincetown. And then never, we never met. So we kind of, it's, it's so weird, weird though. Yeah. So we met in Provincetown mm -hmm. and I said, okay, well, I think you and I could work together. I think, you know, our skills are really strong. I'm more of a writer, director, mm -hmm. performer uh, type. I think I'm good at kind of coming up with the architecture of a, of a story or an idea or a theme um, and, and kind of uh, getting, getting that conceptual thing going and then working on the nitty gritty of it. Mm -hmm. But I cannot build a set. I cannot tell you how these effects work, although I'm learning. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not technically savvy. I'm not, you know, so, so David is all of those things. He's such a brilliant designer and a great artist and also has the tech nerd kind of mind. So together um, we were able to, you know, sort of join forces. And I think it was maybe just meant to be because I went back, a new company was running the Mint and one of their partners is uh, a guy named Ryan, who I've known since he was a young uh, guy. He's the younger brother of a dear friend of mine. So mm. I've known him since he was a kid, oh, literally. Wow. And now he's in this big company running city buildings, activating them. They take over city buildings, such as the Mint and the Palace of Fine Arts, in these big, huge, important spaces and activate them uh, with the, the help of the city. Obviously, mm -hmm. the city still owns these spaces. And primarily they make them event spaces for our tech industry, you know, so um, Google. The corporate gigs. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They, fun corporate gigs. Yeah, <laughs> Salesforce, all that stuff. But the good news is they still have a charge with the city to create public facing events mm -hmm. um, so that, the, that, that, that these spaces aren't being exclusively used by the elite. Mm -hmm. So we are trash. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we offer, you know, an opportunity to create something artistic to employ uh, a lot of local artists and performers um, in, in a city that really desperately needs more jobs like that. Mm -hmm. And to, to, to open the doors to these buildings to um, a, a different demographic than you're getting just from tech rentals. So it was, uh, it was, a, it was a partnership um, between that company and us that sort of uh, occurred that made this all possible in a way that um, is unusual because uh, we would not be able to afford to go in and, and rent a space like this and just put on an event. It would be cost prohibitive, you know, it would be too expensive. So that's really the story of how we got here. And then I got an email from Crystal. And what I should say, debtors, and I told you this, but we should say it on the podcast, I 
have been like obsessed with haunts since I was a kid growing up in Ocean City, Maryland. Morbid Manor, for anyone who remembers, any of your listeners, Morbid Manor was my obsession. I also love the Bill Tracy ride through a haunted house at Ocean City. Sadly, Morbid Manor burnt down in the 90s. Um, but uh, I, as an adult, have gone to every haunted attraction I can, you know, would take special trips down to Southern California because Northern California doesn't have very many. And when we have had them in San Francisco, and there was one at the Mint, uh, I, I would go and often was a bit disappointed. Um, and so I was doing um, my film, a film I made, screened at um, a festival in Pittsburgh. And um, the, the movie's called All About Evil, and the person who did the score for the film is my friend Ben Santos. And for whatever reason, this festival flew me and Ben Santos in, mm -hmm. which is so weird because they don't often bring the guy who creates the music score, but because the, this person happens to also be a weirdo freak, drag queen musician, they knew they could do a show with the two of us. And Vince said, oh, you know, my friend Macabre is doing work over at this um, haunt called the Scare House. Mm -hmm. Now, is it the Scare House or just Scare House? The Scare House now. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay, so she's doing work over at Scare House. We should go. And I thought, absolutely. Well, then Cherry, mm -hmm. uh, Cherry Bomb, uh, offered to take us over. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, I didn't really know what to expect. My expectations weren't um, too high because of the disappointments as an adult of going to things in San Francisco and you think it's San Francisco, we should have amazing stuff. And I was totally blown away. I'm assuming I can say that because we're on a <laughs> podcast. Mm -hmm. Blown away. I mean, immediate fan. It was, you know, just so, so I'm such a fan of you guys Aww. so that when Crystal emailed us and told us what her resume was, uh -huh. I said to David, oh my God, we have to meet with her. And she was our consultant last year, Very cool. you know? Yeah. It was really nice to come in and um, I do feel kind of bad looking looking back on it now. I was, I mean, totally floored with every, the planning that you had, the things that were up already, what you were planning on doing. Um, and I remember that first walkthrough, I was a little starry-eyed. I mean, this is so cool, this is so great. I was playing a little cool, I think. Um, <laughs> but we got to the end of it and instead of, and this is, Dutters knows this is actually fairly typical me. Instead of being like, oh my God, you're doing such a great thing, compliment first, I'm like, this is ambitious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, yeah. we talked about that because we were like, do you think she actually likes it? <laughs> I think we she was sure. worried we couldn't yeah. pull it off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we weren't sure how that was going to fall. Did she, did she tell you she's the dream killer? No, <laughs> we figured it out. Yeah, yeah. she's the Freddy Krueger of haunts. Well, now no, she, I'm just yeah, she's, she's the brake supplier. She's I just yeah, I keep yeah, saying. Yeah. But she did definitely steered us in um, the right direction over and over again. I don't think you ever diminished our um, drive to make it ambitious and fabulous, but you did make suggestions that made things maybe more achievable, mm -hmm. and maybe maybe you know. Um, shifted our attention over here or she could see problems where we couldn't foresee them coming you know mm -hmm. i mean experience people don't value experience yes. the way they should you know yeah. and as as a, a 25 year veteran in the drag world i look at these young queens sometimes and i'm like you should listen to me yeah. <laughs> you really should I'm, I'm i'm going to steer you right so having not had the experience of running a haunted attraction mm -hmm. david had the experience crystals had the experience um, we really did, especially an attraction of this size. Mm -hmm. Crystal was, her uh, input was invaluable. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times though, I was really just saying stuff and David was like, yes, that's exactly what we're thinking. Yes, that's, <laughs> we're right on track. And I, well, no, I, we were, we were pretty in sync with you. Yeah. I mean, the, thing, the things that you were articulating weren't things that we, 
hadn't already considered, but it was good to have another voice remind us like, are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> and we were both like, yeah, we were questioning it ourselves. Okay, you're right. Like it just it was yeah. like that one more voice to kind yeah. of convince us that maybe this isn't the best idea or maybe we should shift gears with something. So yeah, no, we really appreciated having that. And I mean, my skill set is uh, that of a director in 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 most um, cases. Mm -hmm. However, being in this show, because uh, I was in the show every mm -hmm. single night, I was in every single show. So was Rick. He was my <laughs> art, our art lead. Just, was also my body double. Just to say that yeah. it's thirty. That was thirty-eight times a night. Yes. Wow. So thirty-eight so, times. You know, it was the thirty-eight times, and you know, our show isn't just sort of a um, uh, a walkthrough kind of maze. Mm -hmm. You know, my scene involved the audience sitting down and me oh, wow. delivering a monologue mm -hmm. and turning into Baphomet. And you know, so you know, it was it was a scene um, with yelling and you know all of that. So there were like issues of you know, am I going to lose my voice? All that. So as a performer, um, I was wanting to deliver, and I knew as a director, I, I put that in quotes for the listener, um, mm -hmm. I wasn't able to do the work that I should have been able to do because I physically was not <laughs> able to actually walk through the show ever with a live audience. I never saw the show. Oh, wow. Yeah, so Crystal, again, um, really helped because she would come through. She would sometimes give me notes because she might have thought that it would be better coming from me. Yeah. Um, so that was invaluable as well, like just having someone who could come through and, and be my second set of eyes. And she gave notes directly to the actors yeah. often. Yeah, you yeah. Know? and it was a great cast. Yeah. I mean, they were very receptive to the feedback. They really cool. wanted to do well. Um, but, you know, for a first-year haunt and daughters, I know you know from Scarehouse how mm -hmm. invaluable it is to have those returning actors that come back and you yes. can kind of rely on them to help others along and you don't have to train them as much and they know what they're getting into. Mm -hmm. It's haunt acting is exhausting. And I think that that's really, you know, not stated enough, just how physically demanding and exhausting it is. And so just trying to help, you know, prepare these actors that have never really done this before. I think there were a couple people that had done it and they knew there were was, a few, there were a few that have done it at other haunts and they kind of knew what they were getting into. Mm -hmm. And I, I was definitely leaned on them a little bit to like, you know, work with your area, you know, tell them what to expect, talk, talk about things. And you guys like, warned all of us in rehearsals, myself included, was warning them all. Yeah. And it was like the first week, week that Rick Ray and I turned to each other and we were like, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> like, and it was my show. It was brutal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. But It was hard. But, but I'll say this, and you agree with this, there was sort of the first week where it was like, I think I'm gonna have to quit. Like I think I'm gonna have to quit my own job. On myself. <laughs> and then the second week was like, okay, I'm better at pacing myself. I'm able to use the tools that we were trained in rehearsal more effectively because now I can see how um, real the need mm -hmm. is for this sort of pacing, the A B C, you know, um, uh, a way of doing the the performance. All of those things I started to integrate more. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I think by the third week, maybe it was the end of the second week or the middle of the second week, Rick and I go, oh God, I think we've submitted. <laughs> you, you sort of submit to what it is. And then it was like towards the end where we really were doing every night for like nine or 10 nights in a row. Um, it was a long stretch. Wow. There, I remember looking at the calendar being like, that is a was. long there was, run. There was a, not, there was a nine day stretch. Wow. Yeah. It was nine days. Nine days. Um, we actually started to like in some, maybe it's Stockholm syndrome. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what, but I think we started to enjoy it. And then, and then yeah. like, and then it was sort of like you enjoyed it. 
and you 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 were sad to see it go. Yeah, by the last end. night was so sad. Yeah, what a mm -hmm. weird journey. I mean, literally wanting to quit to then being sad that it was ending. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Now, do you find yourself wanting to ride down freight elevators <laughs> dressed as a, a demonic priestess with fog coming out at any time? I don't. <laughs> I, I do, do love that. I loved my scene. I was really glad that we put Peaches in the, sh in the first show. But for this next year, um, what we're thinking is that I will um, not be in the show um, formally, um, that I'll be more available to run things behind the scenes mm -hmm. and work with the actors However, Peaches will still be integrated into the, the launch of the, um, the event and, you know, host special nights. And, mm -hmm. you know, so the Peaches will still be part of the project, but you may not, you know, if you're coming through the haunt, um, you know, we just, that might have been a first year thing. Is that going to be an extra ticket? <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, we have thought about, like, as this thing grows, yeah. and we are adding a second attraction this mm -hmm. year, um, which is a game called Apocalypse, um, which is an immersive uh, zombie-themed apocalyptic game where, where the groups of folks are going to have to work together as a unit, very similar to sort of an escape room, but on a much larger scale mm -hmm. as far as the movement of it. Um, uh, that that second attraction is about all we can handle this year. Also, we're, we're building out our bar. We had a full bar last oh. year. Yeah. Um, so our event is 21 and over, mm -hmm. and um, you uh, get to wait in a beautifully themed bar with like really nice, good cocktails. Um, so we're adding cabaret to the bar. Oh wow! That that's about it for now, right? <laughs> but maybe you mean you in can't the future. Do more with that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, well, we could. We might die from it. Right. <laughs> I mean, you have the rest of the year to recover, right? That's all you're doing. Sarcasm <laughs> side. No. Yeah, I, was say, <laughs> I, I wish. I remember just a couple of weeks ago, we started appearing. Josh and I started appearing at the mint, and they're like, "Like, what are you doing here? Like, what? Why are you back now?" And it's just not on yeah. people's radar that you go months and months and months ahead of the event, yes. that there's so much preparation in the well, work. Trans World happens in March for a reason, right? Yeah. It's probably the right amount of time between people feeling like they've recovered from their last Halloween <laughs> season, had enough time to make plans. Yeah, They, yeah. they wouldn't want to have this convention before people make their plans for their mm -hmm. next haunt. So, so really, it's March is, we're in full swing. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. we're already we're in, in full it. swing for the next season, which really surprises people. Yeah, no. it's, it's amazing. It's like, oh, you do this full time. What do you do the rest of the year? Just, yeah. This. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's my this, job. It's a way bigger. And that was, that was definitely something, you know, uh, going from full time haunting back into sort of the, the real business world, unfortunately. Yeah. It's, it was really challenging to get people to understand the work that I did and, yeah. and what all goes into making an event like this. Another thing, again, that's really like underrated. Like, mm -hmm. It is a lot. There's so much information. There's so many things to learn. There's so much about event management, people management, you know, beyond just the fun stuff with the, you know, blood and gore and the props and the fun costumes. It's, it's really is this giant hidden industry and business, which I mean, it should be right. Like people want entertainment. They don't want to necessarily know the, the goings on behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. There's, there's always a little bit of interest in that, but people just want to show up and be entertained. So 
I mean, well, it's good for our industry in that case. It was bad for me when I was trying to find a job. And people were like, okay, tell me more about this other work experience from a long time. I was like, no, no, really, my, my scary yeah. house job, that was, that was really like good stuff. I, I know what I'm doing, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> Your title is one thing, and then you're like, actually, I do all these other things. Yes, so many you're hats. doing all the things, and you think, you're like, oh, I don't, I just, uh, sales and marketing, that's all I do. And that's not even and the same with you. You were building, you were overseeing a, a good sized staff like yeah. we scarehouse and we have a lot of actors and a lot of staff members and you were seeing a huge group and i don't think people appreciate that how much of a challenge it is and and i'm gonna throw actors under the bus <laughs> here but you're dealing with a lot of actors right. <laughs> yeah and it's a different creative personalities are different than you know a lot of other personalities and they don't appreciate the challenges yes i feel like you can almost i mean you can't blame people for not understanding that because they just show up for one night, they come yeah. in through your attraction. They're there for what an hour, two hours. Yeah, they love it. They leave. They don't know anything beyond that. True. So it's kind of like I get it. You don't. Yeah. You don't know. Understand any more than that, which is fine. Well, That's the part I want you to see anyway. <laughs> well, I love the idea of maybe doing um, a behind-the-scenes tour this year. If nothing, if for nothing else, I'd love to show them pictures of these giant empty rooms <laughs> and go. This is what it looked like when we started, you know, and then this is what you experienced, you know. That's the behind the scenes store at the scare house. That's like my baby. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh gosh, yeah. We do um, during season. We do like uh, like before we open. I'll do a show or I'll or a behind the scenes tour, and also do them in the afternoons on Saturdays and Sundays, because you'll find that a lot of people. I'll be. I'll ask people though when they come in for the tour, "Have you been to scare house?" And some of them are like, "Yes, I'm a big fan." And then some of them are like, "I want to come, but I'm scared, but I want to see it." And then there's this third group like. I was looking for something interesting to do on a Sunday afternoon that wasn't necessarily because Pittsburgh is a sports town and there's a lot of sports stuff to do, but there's not a lot of other things to do in the afternoons right. on the weekends if you have people coming into town. Um, so it was a lot of this third group going, I just wanted something interesting to do and this sounded really cool. And depending on the tour, there's, there's a whole lot of knowledge in my head with what we do with the processes because I get to be involved with so many processes that the groups actually kind of dictate what I talk about. Mm. Like, I will tell them, if there's something specific you want me to explain, do you mean explain how, you know, how we got the texture on the wall? Do you want me to explain the inspiration for the character or the room or what we were thinking? Um, when we, what in the world are you thinking? Or if you just want to see fun, high, you know, things that we hide, like our Easter eggs, I can do all those things. And they'll ask questions and that'll kind of like dictate, you get a feel for the tour as you walk through. Um, a lot of them just want to know about paranormal in the building. Tell me about the history of the building. You know, where did this come from? So it's really fun and it's a totally customizable experience, which you don't often get. And it's, 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 a blast. I love that. I mean, yeah. as, as I typically, and I think David and I have the same approach, uh, I typically create shows, um, because my other job is like I'm writing and directing these sort of, um, drag parody shows, um, based on cult movies. And whether I'm doing that or, you know, I've done, I've done haunt, uh, spooky events, um, and things. Whatever I'm doing typically is for me in, in a way. Like I picture myself as the audience member and I go, okay, would I enjoy this? Is this something I think I would want to have? And so when we sat down to create the, the Terror Vault the first time, mm -hmm. we, we both were like, we love old haunted houses. Like we love old magic tricks. We love, you know, beautiful scenic um, set design. And we love theater. We love storytelling. Mm -hmm. And um, we get the, um, the popularity of immersive theater. So we really want to engage the audience. Let's just mash all that <laughs> shit up and put it into a show. And while we weren't 
perfect at doing this at all, what we found was we're not alone. Yeah. Other people wanted that as well. Yeah. You know, there were people who also shared these loves of theater, haunted houses, mazes, escape rooms, and audience participation. So I feel like with the behind the scenes thing, the way you described it, I'm like, I would buy a ticket to that. <laughs> I will fly to Pittsburgh to go on your tour. That sounds amazing. And I think it's something we could also offer in the Bay Area that I think a lot of people would enjoy. And the cool thing is, is since they're kind of customizable in that way, you might, Crystal might go on the tour and want to know all about scenic and you go on the tour and you want to know about the actors and then you talk to each other and you're like, wait a minute, I didn't get to hear that. I didn't get to hear that. I want to kind of go back and talk again. Mm -hmm. it's, it's weirder. And, and one of the things I invite is like, if you have a question after you leave, email me and ask me questions because there's so much stuff that you do and you learn yeah. as you do this process. What's great about our building too is it's historically significant. That's so so cool. there's a whole history about the building before we ever stepped foot in there. So mm -hmm. that part is really, for a lot of people, really fascinating. I had friends who said to me, we were coming to see your show, we love you, but we're also coming because we're totally fascinated with seeing the inside of that building. Oh, yes. No one's been in it. No one knows what it looks like. No one, I mean, and there's that whole history that we also have, you know, going forward with our event. Is and you guys are, I think the Scarehouse building is historically significant. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's still, gosh, that buddy's like over a hundred and some years old. That's pretty cool to be in these yeah. old spaces, yeah. you know, yeah. which, spookies. let's face it, are haunted. Yeah. So... Yeah. Why wouldn't you put a haunted attraction? Yeah. I mean, yeah. not to, not to, I mean, I know that th this is what people have to do, but sometimes if you go to a haunt and it's in a strip mall, let's say, or something where you can still tell that you're in that environment yeah. or, you know, like uh, we were talking the other day about, um, where, you know, where, where the drop ceiling is still there and they haven't painted, you know, the, the tiles. So you still see the corrugated white, you know, it kind of takes you out when you're like, well, I'm in Macy's. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yes, there's a vampire over there, but this ceiling tells me I'm not in a cave. This looks you know. like a dressing room. Yeah. 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 Where's a dressing room. Uh, the building of the mint itself and your building? Mm -hmm. It already, from the exterior, you know uh, it is a haunted place. Yeah. 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 Both have those beautiful, beautiful columns. Yeah. It's so nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, what was your building? Uh, so originally it was a recreation center for the mill that existed across the street. Ah. So Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So everything kind of was mill. contained within That's there. That's how Pittsburgh people say meal. <laughs> oh, I'm, yeah. I, I your mill ticket. Meal ticket. Mill. Am I going to offend your listeners? No. I went to Penn State, by the way, so I know. Oh, Yin, yeah. Yins can stop judging me now. <laughs> Yins guys. Yins guys at home listening to me. I know what I'm talking about. G yet, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we will throw out all the Yenzer terms. Now. Yeah, Yenzers. Yeah. Oh my God. Taking you back. Taking me back. Yeah. yeah. Well, I met someone downstairs from Pennsylvania, Jet mm -hmm. Nevermore. Oh, cool. Yeah. They're Pennsylvanian. Mm -hmm. Did you know that? They're oh, like three hours that. south of um, State College. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. So we were talking about sheets. Oh yeah. I love sheetses. Oh yeah, it was like wait what? Sheets. sheets. You know. Sheets. Yeah, the gas station. I didn't know sheets. Come yeah, on. no. Oh, trust the me. West yeah. Coast. I mean. The yeah, what do you guys southern do? states, you know, you can get fried chicken at a gas station and it's delicious. In Pennsylvania, sheets, if you want yeah. an MTO, mm -hmm. some nachos late at night, like mm -hmm. really good food. Yeah. yeah. But no, California, we have no good gas station stuff. All the like all the convenience store food, you would never want to eat it. <laughs> street hot dogs, though. Street, well, oh. we have street food. We have really good street food. Yeah. Street tacos, street hot dogs. Bacon wrapped bacon, hot dogs yeah. with like peppers. Ooh. Yeah. 
it was just after any event or even just sometimes just, I was just walking Anywhere. down Market Street yeah. after yes. the last Random. time I, I was just <laughs> dude with his little cart making his little bacon wrapped hot dog. I'm like, all right. Yeah. But our gas station food. Oh, no good. No, I miss sheets. <laughs> <laughs> Has, did you notice like whenever you went out, like this is West Coast time, like is there a difference like between what we kind of do at Scarehouse and... I, I it's less. Uh -huh. There's just less options, at least in Northern California. Yeah. Um, which is weird because, I mean, it is, uh, California is a pretty agricultural state, yeah. but there's also a lot of, you know, issues with getting reasonable real estate there. True. Prices are just so high and, like, it's hard to find big open spaces where you can do things. Um, I mean... I wonder if that's why Southern California has so many, oh, yeah. because it's so, Southern California in general, well, Los Angeles itself is so vast. Yeah. And LA is more of a, of a city of strip malls and suburbs, and so, like, everything's just so much more spread out and the yeah. buildings are bigger and people will travel more and they drive more. Yeah. You know, people yeah. in San Francisco really don't, we don't like driving. People won't, some people won't leave their neighborhoods, yeah. you know? So that might be part of it. Yeah. In, you know, well, Pittsburgh, they don't cross bridges or go oh. through tunnels. <laughs> Is that why you have to send people over on a bus? They're, they're scared. Yeah. They're scared of all the things. Well, that was, that's just a lack of parking yeah. in the neighborhood. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I loved that part of it though. So to go to Scarehouse, to you guys don't maybe know, but you go to a, a big parking lot and then they put you on school buses. Yeah, yeah, which which is kind of part of it. And you, you guys have actors working that parking lot. We do. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like around. I remember mm -hmm. getting scared before I even got on the bus. Yeah. Remember that came up in the security meeting, the security thing about the parking lot and the liability in the parking oh, lot. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. One of our seminars. That Crystal and I were in, they were talking about the liability in the parking lot. True. Right? Safety, and, the and, safety yeah. in the parking lot. Your show starts there, right? You, yeah. you have to yeah. be ready for all of that. So. Yeah. Well, our show doesn't because we don't have a parking lot. But we've got good transit, so there's. We do. That's yeah. true. Yeah, that's so nice. We could put actors on bar. I mean, we don't need actors. We don't need them. We have <laughs> some rats and garbage <laughs> on the street. It's already, like, yeah, scary. It's already yeah. <laughs> yeah, you I mean, you I, might be stepping over a dead body to get into the building. You don't know. It's true. Yeah. I hate to say all that, but it is true. Like, there's no way that we could um, put actors outside because you would not be able to differentiate. I mean, yeah. if that sounds harsh, well, people, then you haven't been to San Francisco recently. And... Well, and this is probably something we're not supposed to talk about, but the entire mint building exterior is infested with rats. So if you are there and oh, waiting no. in line, we don't need animatronics. <laughs> the rats will literally run over your feet. feet. Yeah, And that's purposely why we have a rat narrative in our show. Neat. Which at some point was a little dicey for us because we, uh, I mean, I guess I should reveal that we asked people to find a rat so you can escape. There was a moment where we thought, what if they grab a real one? <laughs> like, what if they literally He go, grabbed a real one. I, I did, yeah. yeah. I was uh, putting rat traps in, a, in one of the vaults. Prop rat traps because yeah. they fit the narrative, not like... You know, trying to were, catch it. Yeah. They were yeah. deactivated, so it looked like they were activated, yeah. but they weren't. And we had asked Rick to move them from one vault to the other one day, and mm -hmm. suddenly we get a text, come to the rat vault. It's like, okay. <laughs> I remember this. I walk in. Rick looks mortified. I'm like, what? I look over. I'm like, somebody left that rat prop behind. What's the problem? He's like, not a prop. <laughs> not a prop. Go I grabbed it. it. <laughs> I, I grabbed it. I went over. I, I swear the gag reflex. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, It was so... It was 
and dead and bloated. It was horrible. Yeah. Oh, no. But, but not from one of the prop traps. So I just like the idea that the rat walked into the room and was like, ah! <laughs> saw all the traps and had a heart attack. Yeah. 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 And he died and worked himself into a suit. Maybe he always wanted to be a haunt actor. Maybe. <laughs> but it is very true that we, d we did not talk too much about the rat infestation because it was so real. Yeah. And, I mean, here we are talking about it now. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of so well known yeah. now if you live in San Francisco and you're in that neighborhood. I oh, mean, yeah. people who didn't even come to our show would say to really? me, like, oh, my God, the rats around there. Yeah. You I know? remember leaving the show some nights and just everywhere. I mean, just like almost like writhing mass. Yeah. Like it, yeah. It but the good news is that. that the city has approved for them to, t to do more about taking care of it. So it should have be greatly improved this season. Well, that was the thing, right? Yeah. The city has all these, it's so San Franciscan, but like animal protection reasons that you can't do things, mm -hmm. certain things to, yeah. to vermin. Um, so because it's a city building, they weren't able to do certain things that they can now yeah. because the problem now is At that a hazard, yeah. you know, yeah. a health hazard. And it, we're talking about this building, your listeners might assume that we're talking about some area of San Francisco that's like, really tragic and awful and out in the middle of nowhere. Oh no, this is Fifth and Market across the street from Nordstrom, you know, the flagship Nordstrom. Oh wow. Like this is fine. This is yeah. one of the most important. We're, we're kitty corner to the, the Powell Street cable car turnaround. Oh, wow. You know, so we are in the most, one of the most important blocks of San Francisco. And this is what we're dealing with. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of crazy, but uh, like I said, they they were going to improve it, and they've uh, actually uh, are, are, are can now um, they've plugged up all the holes. They're putting special bottoms to all the doors, so we should see a big improvement. I feel like we already have. We have. It's true. We have. We've hardly seen any, which is shocking because very usually, little activity. Yeah, usually we've seen quite a few by now. Oh wow! So. You kind of got used to it. Oh really? <laughs> like I would see them and be like, whatever. Hey, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's funny because I, I grew up in a very rural area, so like having a mouse in your house was not unheard of. Like it, it wasn't, you know, yeah. they just come in from outside and you'd be like, oh, the cat found a present here <laughs> right. or something. But it, yeah, it's, it's interesting how it's so different between where you're at and like what's normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. These but are big rats. Yeah, yeah. These yeah, are yeah. mice. Oh, yeah. They are imagine. like chihuahua sized rats. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. Yeah, they're bigger than our prop rats. You put little rats. sweaters on them and yeah, yeah. dress them. Have names. Little collars. That'd be so nice. <laughs> so wait, how many times did Rick scream then while building because of rats or I, other things? I didn't. I had to trap a rat too. With oh my god! We <laughs> that. That the worst we, thing we, had, we ever did. Yeah, yeah. We, we had to trap one and eject it from the building, and uh, it was very sad. But. Well, it was sad for the people outside because they were like going to work in their, you know, business suit, and all of a sudden, rat! giant rats, just, uh, just rats, stunned in the middle of the sidewalk, kind of looking at them, like, "Where are you going?" <laughs> well, well, we did have the one guy that offered to kill it yeah. for us, and we were like, "Please don't." Yeah, yeah we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But I have to say that's been one of my favorite parts about the show is actually walking around with you, at, <laughs> looking especially at like the poison props, and like you jumped at least and screamed at least He's three times. He's screaming. Like Rick is screaming on the convention floor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we, got, we startled each other. We snuck up on each other a lot because you know you're working in a in a in a part of the building and nobody is is around, oh. and um, you know all this and you're just kind of in your head and you're I was you know just painting something and 
and somebody would be like, hey, Rick, and I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, well, even, just, okay. you just don't expect it. My favorite part of going through the darkness last night, because we went, we, we, you know, we're in St. Louis, and uh -huh. we're at the trans world, and that's big haunt here. Um, and so we went through, and like somehow, Rick would get scared over and over and over again and scream at the top of his lungs, and he has the best scream. And then I would cackle all the way into the next scene, and then it would happen again. But then we found out afterwards that Crystal, who was at the front, was seeing the actors and telling them to get him. Get the guy in the yellow shirt. Yeah. And it was always satisfying. You, I, lo I love it. And also, too, it. for the actors, yeah, we yeah. all know yeah. there is nothing better than a screamer. And I have to say, for actors working... Um, a weekend in March while a haunt convention is happening yeah. and 99, I'm guessing, percent of the uh, attendees at the haunt last night were um, were from the convention. You know, we're not the best audience yeah. for them, we're right? We're terrible. terrible. <laughs> yeah. Those two-line actors were, you know, sliding up to people and doing all the stuff that would have gotten tons of screams from normal women, but haunter women are just rolling their eyes, and, <laughs> you know, like walking on by. And, Dudes are, you know, too cool to, you know, too, too cool to get scared. So Rick was, you know, a screaming queen in there. <laughs> <laughs> and I bet they loved it. Oh, yeah, so I'm yeah. sure it was a relief to finally have a screamer. <laughs> was it you making fun of Crystal and I? Because when Crystal and I would get startled, we'd be like, oh, good job. Good job. Like, clap. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, really? You're clapping? And it's kind of like they probably never get a clap or no, a good yeah. job. I right? bet they liked it. Because yeah. at least they know that, yeah. you know, it's just that thing of like, doing these shows, the worst thing is when people just don't have any have yeah. response. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm a giggler. You I mean, I'm too. I, I giggle. Me yeah. too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. All right, clap too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but any reaction is better than no reaction, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think, it's, I think it's what people don't realize when they go through a haunted attraction. It's like, the more you're willing to just like let yourself enjoy the experience, the more, the better it is for the actor and for you and everyone has such a better time. Yeah. yeah. It's weird to see that there are people that come through, and I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about, where it's like, you're mad about this. Yes. <laughs> Why are you mad that I just scared you? You're angry. Like, you know, it's sort of like you did know what you were signing up for, right? But I think we all, especially if you've been in the industry a long time, you have a story or two about a customer who's just like, you can't believe that just happened. Yeah. Like, like we had this, can I, I should say, the shit piss lady like using her child as like a battering ram. Like she was like, oh, my child is super scared. And like she gave this whole like story about the child being really scared. Turns out the mother was mortified, used the child as a, as a battering ram. And so as she was going through, she was yelling, shit, piss, shit. <laughs> well, then all the actors started repeating her. So throughout the entire haunt, you're hearing, shit, piss, shit. And, we're all, and then everybody at that point is hysterical. Yeah. It's like it's going through the entire haunt. <laughs> and there she is just like being mocked and literally trying to run through at this point she just wants to get out. Oh, so yeah, I mean I'm sure there's tons that of That was what's not our haunt. That must have been. No, yeah, no, this yeah. was in this was in Provincetown. I was like, I don't remember a child. No, yeah, no child. Was <laughs> over. Oh, I, Crystal and I I there were nights I think we had what we did we had tinkle clean up and we had vomit clean up and Tinkle did we end up with cleaning. blood? Did we end up with a trifecta one night? It was like, I, I, I definitely, like, I almost felt like I needed, like, a bingo punch card or something yeah. by the end of the season. Just sure. We have this loop hallway. <laughs> my favorite crystal in my cleanup stories. Yeah. We have this loop hallway where we had a clown, and essentially it was a room of doors, and you either pick the right door, or you go in a loop and come back in the room. And they're like, we need cleanup, and 
and the actors like you know stop you know grab somebody in the hallway and we're like we need to clean up in this loop hallway uh clown kind of caused the tinkle spray and then we're like we're like okay cool so we start cleaning and we're cleaning and cleaning and cleaning and like following it it was like i oh my god like they were they peed their way through the whole thing <laughs> practically oh it, it, so we're like stopping the show to like clean all of this up and it, and it was like how much how there's no way you could Dinkle this much. <laughs> now, do you let kids in? Yes. We, uh, so the we consider ourselves a PG thirteen haunt. Uh huh. We say that we we want, we want you to be seven and up uh-huh. to come through. That's kind of our requirement as far as age goes. We leave a lot up to the parents because I, we've seen kids that handle it way better than the parents <laughs> that are totally yes. fine with the whole experience, and then we've seen kids that are totally Being traumatized. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's the worst part of the job is like having a parent bring a kid in. That should not be, is not ready for it. And That's interesting because my mother tells this story. I guess I was like six. Yeah. And I was obsessed with the Haunted Mansion mm-hmm. and was, uh, and we had never been to Disney World. But, you know, in the, in the late 70s, early 80s, when I was that age, um, I had known enough about Disney World as a kid would that, that I knew about the Haunted Mansion. I'd seen pictures of the Haunted Mansion. And I was obsessed with it. So I get to Disney World with my younger brother and sister, Mm -hmm. and I throw a fit as soon as I see the Haunted Mansion. (laughs) And I'm going, I'm not going in. And my mother said, I thought I was going to be arrested for child abuse because (gasps) I dragged you in there kicking and screaming (laughs) because I knew you had obsessed over this thing for months. Because I was always, she says from the time I was like a tiny little kid, I was always into dark (laughs) spooky stuff they Uh knew there was something different about me not just that i was queer but like i was weird you know i was goth or whatever so she forces me in and we get in and then as soon as i'm out i wanted to do it again and again (laughs) and again and it was the best thing i'd ever done and i was obsessed with it so it's funny because i mean my mom was one of those people but thankfully she forced me to go in i guess but there's there's a, there's a difference, I think, because, like, there's, I, I'm sure Crystal has seen this, too, where, like, you have the parents, and they're, the kid is obviously traumatized, you know, very, very upset, and they're like, I paid for you, you're going through. Oh, that's yeah. not good. And yeah. that's, I think that's the worst, and, like, as soon as we kind of, like, the actors realize what's going on, you know, we, we get the child out, and, and, you know, there are times where the child, we will sit with the kids so the parents can go through, because they're just like, well, I'm still going through, I paid, and you're like, you're child is upset and you know leaving with a total stranger (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's so weird yeah and it's in like one of the first things we do is like as soon as i hear a parent say i paid for you i'm like i'll give you your money back because that is i will not let you use that against your child yeah because i just think that's the worst thing i mean like you know why would you you know you're that's not the way to handle a situation yeah and the other thing that kills me is they'll be like oh it's fine i'll just i'll just carry them no that is even worse. Yeah. Like, you don't know what's coming out. You don't know how you're going to react. You don't know the terrain. Yeah. Do you really think it's a good idea for you to be walking through carrying your child while people are trying to scare you? Yeah. Like, just please get a babysitter. It's cheaper. It's just as much as a ticket in Pittsburgh. You know? Right, yeah. right. <laughs> we do. I, I like when the parents will take turns. And oh, like, yeah. And one will go through with a group and then they'll switch off and want to go through, you know, because we will accommodate that so they, you know, there's not a lot of waiting in between. Like, oh, that's cool. We'll, you know, get you guys through. Yeah. And you can second one can go through and that's always fine well it makes sense yeah. smart yeah yeah it's, you know, 
21 plus, don't have to worry about it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think for us that was a decision we made for a number of reasons, including um, some of this stuff. I think it was more that we wanted the audience to appreciate the narrative part of what we were doing. Yeah. And I actually think kids in many ways would be better than teenagers. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's this age where you're too cool for things. Yeah. And so you <laughs> want to go to that haunt where it's really violent and really gruesome and really jump scare motivated. Mm -hmm. And um, and that's just not what we're doing. You know, we have moments like that, but we're really storytellers. Mm -hmm. And we want you to kind of become immersed in the sort of the, the environmental story that we're telling. So I think we made the right decision by I love teenagers. Yeah. I just don't think that our this show is necessarily the right show for a teenager looking for a haunt. Um, but maybe someday we'll create that, you know. Um, the wheels are turning already. I can yeah, see it as yeah. you look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we've always been open to it. It's just that this we're on the course that we're on right at this moment. We yeah. may change course at some point. Do you but, get a lot of the um, parents going, well, if I sign it for my kid, because we have a waiver for our 18 and over haunt, the basement. And they're like, we well, did. Yeah, my kid can. I'm like, eh, no. We got a lot of emails, yeah. and it was hard for me because I was, again, we were a first time haunt, so we were wearing many, many wigs. So, you know, I was. <laughs> I like that much better than hats. Yeah, <laughs> I was wearing many wigs, and um, one of them was answering the random, uh, the non ticketing related mm -hmm. um, correspondence from customers. Um, and that was a big one, and it would really, I mean, he knows. Yeah. And I, I did sneak some, some, oh, I shouldn't say that, but <laughs> when the kid the was described by the parent as a young creative artist who yeah. was, had a passion <laughs> for this thing, <laughs> and, uh, we all, I could read between the lines, but <laughs> yeah. I knew this kid needed to see this show, yeah. you know, so there were yeah. a few times where we sort of um, maybe bent the rules a little bit. We chaperoned them. Um, yeah, we That's chaperoned nice. them. And the reality of it is, I don't even think we have to be 21 and over to have the bar. So yeah. it really was more about just wanting to create a more adult experience. That being said, some of the people that came through our show didn't act like adults, you know? Yeah. So you, it's not like you can weed out, you know, ill-behaved people. Yeah, I'd be, I actually at one point had to become the, the head of security and do a security safety speech at the beginning of every group because we just needed to get people to understand what they were about to go into and how yeah. that they couldn't just do whatever they felt like, that, that there were rules that they needed to follow throughout the entire attraction. That being said, I should say, and I wonder, you guys probably have the same experience, it's very, very easy to focus on one or two bad eggs. That mm -hmm. by and large, out of the yeah. thousands of people who came to yeah, the show, yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. remember a handful of people that were shitty, but most people were great, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. Most people enjoyed it. The weirdest thing we have that you guys might not have, I don't know, you, you may, I don't know, but we, as part of our partnership, have nights that were built in to be um, dark on purpose so that like, we could have corporate rentals. Mm. Yeah. And so we did two nights of corporate tech where they bought the haunt. And that was so weird. <laughs> because one of them was part of a conference. So they yeah. were still in their suits. And the women <laughs> were like in like in their high skirts, heels, high heels. Skirts, and they were, yes, lanyards. Yes. Lanyards. All of it. Lanyards. All of it. That like, would make it fun to be like, oh hey Crystal. <laughs> we did. We yeah. did. We didn't it's funny because we actually thought some of them weren't going to be a good audience and they turned out to be the best audience because it was so not in their mm -hmm. sort of sphere a whole of what new thing. Yeah. yeah. They were like, oh my God, that was great. Like 
Well, we they just, were easier to shock because they were, in a sense, still in their work environment. They yeah. were with their work yeah. colleagues. Yeah. And so when they got into my room and I start pointing out, one of the things I do is sort of an improv moment where I point out all the people who have sinned in their lives. And, you know, I'm looking, I'm, I'm pointing at an obvious gay man and going, you're a sodomite, a filthy sodomite, and I love it, you know. And you could tell he's kind of like, okay, you can say that, but these are my coworkers. <laughs> literally look at a woman and be like, whore, you know. No, of course, in my room, I liked all the the sinners. It was the, the good people that I made stand up. Yeah. But I would even point at some that looked like really like white, straight, you know, men in business suits and be like, the embezzlers of money. <laughs> you know, stuff like that, you know, corporate fraud. And they were shocked because they couldn't <laughs> believe, you know, it's like, well, guess what? It's theater and it's exciting and uh -huh. we're going to, you know, we'll and say adult stuff. Yeah. Bit, yeah. Well, we had that one night where it was like solid plutocrats for like a couple of hours. <laughs> and it was just like, you know, our scene, we're basically summoning Satan. And you could tell these guys were like, you know, oh, you know, I golf with Satan. You know, he's not such a bad guy. You know, like they were just not reacting at yeah. all to anything. And they were just like the deadest fish. Or the, or the same group, the same night, where they clearly had an international um, uh, conference going on. And they had colleagues who, you know, like an entire group of 12, you know, Indian men from India wearing suits who mm -hmm. did not necessarily speak the language because I could tell there was like one person sort of trying to translate what I was saying. Mm -hmm. And so so you're not only getting the language barrier, but a total Cultural. culture yeah. shock. Yeah. Like here's a man dressed as a woman summoning Satan. They just looked baffled by the whole <laughs> thing. They weren't so much scared as like just totally confused. Yeah. But I was kind of <laughs> loving it. <laughs> I would say the most interesting was we had at least two groups, maybe even three groups of deaf people. Yeah, we oh, did. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. the first one we had a little trouble with just because we didn't like I think because our show is so narrative mm -hmm. they missed a lot in fact the first group I think came back we told them let us send you the script read it we want you to come back yeah because they went through the first time and they sent me an email yeah saying um what did they have the first time I think they thought they could read lips well enough that that they could mm -hmm. they could make mm -hmm. it work and there was something else where they were I feel like they had an interpreter they had an they, interpreter they, they did keep up they could, could, did the yeah. interpreter just couldn't work. keep up yeah, yeah just so then work. i said well our show is scripted i can send you the script and you could read it and they said okay well we want to you to do that but we want to come back and see it again mm -hmm. because they wanted to see it understanding you know the, what was the story yeah, yeah. And they did. They came back. And they actually, I feel like they came back and they were like, they loved it. Yeah. Oh, they were so, loving they were, it. They were so grateful. Like, they were like, thank you so much. I mean, it was it was such a good experience. Well, if you're not focused on people's lips, then you can look around and appreciate the art in the room yeah. and and the, the character over there doing something creepy. And, you know, so I think for, the, for at least we learned a lesson where if yeah. we get um, uh, a notice from um, a group who's deaf, um, next time because usually what they'll ask is if, if it's okay if they bring an interpreter or could we provide one or whatever mm -hmm. that I might always offer that now like yeah. just so you know our, our show is very narrative really. I don't think that you'd be you know ruining the show if you read the script ahead of time and in fact I think you'd you'd be you know enjoy it more because you'd know what was happening yeah, yeah. we yeah. had our first group go through the basement that was dead. oh did you yeah because oh. that was uh, we'll get folks that go to the, the main haunt but for the basement that was we were, we're like, we hope this works because it is, you know, you're one-on-one -on -one with an actor in a room for about three minutes and things are happening. 
and we they emailed us in advance and we talked with the crew downstairs and like how do we how do we adjust this to make this better for yeah. them and they did it like they had a blast oh good like they just the, the the group we had down in the basement this year nailed it and they just they they were either making sure you know understood that make sure you're facing them when you're talking so they can see your lips yeah if you are doing something you know make sure that they know what you're you know they can see what you're doing and it was it was really they really enjoyed it and they thanked us and i was like that's so cool thanks i'm glad we could help you i was too scared to do the basement oh, no. you have to come back now. <laughs> i know now i really want to come back you'll have to come too crystal i know and then I you can just back. Yeah. yeah you'll just have to be surprised by it. It'll no, be... no, just we can put you in the basement, and, you know. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> we need a field trip. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll go. There, there's, there's some good pictures of Crystal online as a nun that is pretty terrifying. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I wasn't terrifying as a nun. Oh, yeah, you were. Well, I mean, in that like strict nun sense, not like that's the enough. Gory, of a, yeah, yeah, like demonic nun, nothing like that. But like, yeah, I was had a ruler and. Were you a, a, a Q actor? You were uh, in the I show. was I was in the Valentine's Day basement. Ah. One of the, the kind of one-offs. Um, I was filling in at the last minute. Yeah. I believe Mancini. No, not Mancini. Um, Who was supposed to do that? Someone was supposed to do it. Yeah. And um, got sick, and so they kind of roped me in last minute, and I was the uh, in-character rules giver for the basement. And um, in that role you're kind of testing people out and getting them used to touching and the kinds of things that they would, would have to deal with. And so I was like, I think I was making the meal and I yeah. was slapping them on the knuckles with a ruler that I had um, and on the shoulder too. I was just like beating them with this ruler. <laughs> but I was really kind of a fun nun. I remember I wore, this was the American Horror Story Asylum was out. So I wore these like patent red heels uh. with my like cute little black <laughs> nun outfit and like i remember there was one person that was like american horror story i was like yeah yeah i, uh, I broke uh, for a second i yeah, had to, you, you <laughs> had to. <laughs> but yeah it was a it was a my first involvement in the basement mm -hmm. i did scare house secrets mm -hmm. scott pulled me aside and took me down when they were testing these sort of one-on-one -on -one experiences i read about that in the, in the is it in the book it probably is. Or yeah. maybe you told me about it. Yeah, I, I remember yeah. you told me. Someone, yeah. I know about that. Yeah. So that was, so Scarehouse Secrets, uh, the, I don't know, it's probably been talked on the podcast. I'm sure. Awesome. Yeah. But you can talk about more. Yeah, it was the sort of pre-basement experience, immersive, one-on-one uh, -on -one kind of thing. Um, amazing actress, Anne. Um, and, you know, random people in the line. It was, it was a free experience. And. We would just sort of pick people out that we thought would be good. Well, Scott did this. I, I was acting at the time. Mm -hmm. We would pick people out that, you know, looked like they would have a good time and enjoy that kind of thing and, you know, give them a card. And I think they had to say something at a ticket yeah. booth or something, almost like a speakeasy, and would send them down and have this one-on-one -on -one with, with an actress, and she would be, like, whispering at you, and she had these fantastic nails and would, like, claw at you a little bit yeah. and, you know, play around with the natural environment and create these crazy noises. And there's this, like, little narrative, and you're like, what happened? It was, yeah. all, it was really short, like three to five minutes. And by the time you were done, you just sort of like came back up and you're like, I don't know what happened. It was amazing and I'm terrified, but like, ugh. That was awesome. Yeah, and it was yeah. it was a good foray into that sort of realm. Immersive. Yeah. We miss Crystal. We like I bet. Yeah. Yeah, we're happy to have her. <laughs> <laughs> Your loss is our game. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bitch. 
But it's funny because like you were talking about the experiences and how many years you've been doing it. And it's fun to be able to pull those experiences back and yeah. be like, okay, this is, I can say, I know where this is going, right? <laughs> and not in that sort of terms, but just like, here's what uh, I've experienced in the scene. And, and with her, like I said, her background and everything that she did when she was in Scarehouse ridiculous between acting and, and safety and like I think that's one of the big things was like the safety thing and, and being able to see those things and because she's really great like you could go anywhere and be like I know where the exits are because that's the kind of stuff she pays attention to is it sprinkler <laughs> I pay attention like she the little details that you don't I did that a little bit with the we know the haunts. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah you were good at pointing out where there was one and where there should be one <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't help it. I have a safety brain. It's Someone okay. at, at my day job was on the wrong side of the ladder the other day, and I was just sitting at my desk. Down, like, down, down. <laughs> Get off there. Get down. Like, yeah. Well, it's good for us. I mean, of course, we're we're um, smart enough to know and have been around long enough that if you don't put safety first, then you know you're just your whole business is yeah. at risk. I mean, yeah. it's just the yeah. dumbest thing yeah. to not prioritize and also too you want you want people to be safe yeah you know everyone yeah including yourself everybody has to have a good time you want them to come and leave the same way as they came in yeah an accident or an injury could derail an entire night's business not to mention ruin staff morale and you know there's just so many things that can go wrong Mm -hmm. when it's a trickle thing i mean you, you know one thing can lead to a whole disastrous scenario yeah. now oh. we're all down oh, yeah oh. there's one thing i want to talk about a little bit because yeah. i think it's it's unique to terror vault and that Ooh. is um just how queer we are yeah <laughs> um, i'm glad you brought that up what do you yeah. mean? i was thinking about like should i blurt that no, out? No, no, no i was like i wasn't sure what the transition would be <laughs> so we're like, all thinking so. about it. yeah 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 <laughs> and I, I just it's it's been a, it's a really great environment i mean it's very easy to be like San Francisco. Yeah, duh. Of course, it's a really gay haunt, right? Yeah. But uh, it's it's really a fantastic space in general. And haunting, there's kind of this idea that you can come and be yourself no matter what. Like it's it's mm-hmm. a very accepting environment. It's we are the weirdos. We're the the, the odd yeah. people out already. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of cross with the queer culture in that as well. You know, those the the outcasts and they kind of bend together and, and do this thing. And I've really appreciated being a part of the cast and crew that is. I mean, ninety percent. You know, it's funny because it's like ninety-eight. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I mean, yeah, it, it, it feels super, super queer. That being said, we do have straight folks for yeah. sure who are working with us. Some of whom you would not assume to be straight, you know, because I've made I've made the wrong assumption where I'm like everyone's queer, you know, and then you find out like, oh, okay, I guess you're not, you know. Um, I'm not going to name names, but they're, they're, <laughs> I like how it's like, you know, I mean, it's hard to say. And, and in some ways, also not just queer. I mean, it's very uh, gender in a blender, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, where which is queer, you know. On, on, but it's sort of, um, you're right. Like the haunt. Here's the thing about that is being a kid who grew up obsessed with horror, and subscribed to Fangoria magazine in the 80s and went to Fangoria conventions and loved horror movies and was also very flamboyant and sissy-ish and, you know, became um, really uh, into, um, you know, stereotypically girly things. Um, I did not, for many, many years, find my tribe in the genre Mm -hmm. world. 
Um, I found my tribe through the discovery of John Waters and the Rocky Horror Picture Show, mm -hmm. where I could I could um, find people who liked um, repulsive, um, offensive, filthy <coughs> um, horror through a drag lens. And so Rocky Horror and John Waters were really where I found my tribe. It always frustrated me that while I loved horror, it felt dominated by men and straight men. Mm -hmm. And... Um, straight white men. And and as we can see now, that is changing. Mm -hmm. um, and if our haunt, I mean, look at Get Out mm -hmm. or Us, you know, mm -hmm. the, the, the reality of it is, it is kind of shocking that this is the first major horror movie directed by a black person. Mm -hmm. That's weird. Hollywood's been around far too long. This genre, this world has kind of been backwards in a, in a way. And it's been very much a straight white, male dominated world going to conventions for years as peaches christ with elvira people were so excited to see elvira and horrified to see me <laughs> you know because i was a man who was in drag but that's all changing it's all changing and there's this whole new sort of um uh, world opening up for for genre folks as far as diversity goes and I don't think about it because it's so normal in our world, but if we're labeled as the queer haunt or whatever, you know, in the long run, that's fine with me. Yeah. And in fact, we're, we're the everyone haunt, you yeah. know, it's mm -hmm. like, come as you are. We're the, we're the, you know, whatever. And I think more and more haunts are that. I mean, we went to um, the haunts here in Missouri. I was recognized by um, Q performers. Why? Because they're drag queens mm -hmm. who are also haunters. Mm -hmm. I think in something Scarehouse has done recently is in the, the handbook, we've adjusted um, a, a special section essentially is like, you use the restroom that you want to use. Like there's mm -hmm. no, you know, whatever you feel comfortable using, use that restroom. We also, please let us know the pronouns that you want us to use and we will use those. And also something else is like we created, a, essentially, it's a Google Google thing where you could just go in and you can say anything and not have your name associated with it. Like if there's something mm. we can know about it. And I kind of started a little group that was, hey, if you identify with this, you know, LGBTQ, I'm sorry, I'm going to lose all the letters. A. Alphabet people. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> You're yeah. an alphabet person. Yeah. And I said, if you identify with any of these group, you know, I... I want to just get your feedback because I not ever, you know, I, I it's, it's something outside of my world. And, and I was amazed like how many things that they were just so open with and like, Hey, we need to do this. And I was like, I never even thought about this. And we have a, a group that are asexual and like things we, that I had never thought about. And, and, and it was great because it was like this great feedback and, and trying to adjust things to make everyone feel more comfortable in this world. And uh, for example, one thing that we did change, and we, you will see a change with the Pride Parade this year, is there will be no baby head, because that they felt, mm. and I didn't. On this is me being honest, is I never even crossed my mind that it was making association with pedophiles. Yeah, and that's never anything we want to do. We like the we have a, a big, this big giant baby head, and people just love it, and they think it's funny, and it's usually a shirtless dude, and sometimes you know wearing a diaper or something, and it was like it was just something that people Funny. really got yeah. got along with but i never thought about and we, we never thought about the fact that it was portraying 
and, and putting this message out there. So like for this year, there will not be a baby head. But more importantly, are you telling me that Scarehouse has a float in the Pride Parade? No, we have a group. A group, a group. Yeah. A group. I don't want to because everybody's like, "Oh, you're on a front." Like, we have a we have a you vehicle. Have a even <laughs> even still, you yeah. have a presence in the Pride Parade. That is so great. We've been doing and it for years. Like, that's I, great. I mean, since the haunt opened, pretty much, mm -hmm. I think wow. it's permanent that's, location. Eight or nine years. That's now. kind of like trailblazing. That is trailblazing. Yeah. I mean, and you know, and you're doing it in Pittsburgh, where mm -hmm. honestly, uh, it, it's great that we're the queer haunt in San Francisco. But again, that's. We're this, you know, we're the San Francisco, San Francisco. haunt. I mean, yeah. I think in, in San Francisco, Peaches Christ is, you know, kind of for everybody. John Waters described my audience as heteroflexible, <laughs> you know, because because it's the kind of drag show or event that's really for anyone. Mm -hmm. And so I think Terra Vault is very much that. In Pittsburgh, you know, it's not San Francisco. Yeah. So by having Scarehouse be a presence in the Pride Parade, it really warms my heart because that's where kids need to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Like the kid like me who grew up in a in a Maryland suburb, like I, I would have loved to have seen something like that. You know, that would have spoken to me. So mm -hmm. that kudos to you guys. But what heart? <laughs> uh, I have a heart. Oh. It's, just, it's just black. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I could honestly, I could probably talk about things like that for just. It's. I think one of the hardest parades we've ever done was the one. Uh, our pride parade was right after the Pulse shooting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I remember just like, because I, I feel like I'm just talking about me, me, me. I, I do oversee, as my role, I oversee a lot of the parade planning and, and I'm at the parades. Um, and just going in and like thinking, like walking into this room, like what am I going to say? What, what should our mentality be right now? Is this, should we be happy? And it was like, no, we're going to do this. We are going to go out there and we are going to show, you know, this is, we're, we're support, here. Support. We're going to enjoy this. We're going to make everybody happy. We're going to do, you know, it was like, and we put as much as we could out on social media. I think that was when we streamed for a while on the Facebook page. And it was like, you know what? It's, you're okay. Like, you, I think people just needed yeah, something. Show your strength. Yeah. Yeah. It was, that was really, really rough. And, mm -hmm. and the, yeah, the, the right thing in my mind to do is to not cancel things. Mm -hmm. yeah. There was discussion of that in San Francisco and, and everywhere um, about, you know, canceling events, mm -hmm. moving things. And I'm glad that most people did not, mm -hmm. yeah. you know. Definitely. But it was scary. It is scary. It is. It's like, I think it, for especially queer people, it's that thing that we've always known was like possible because people tell us they want to kill us, you know, mm -hmm. and you just hope. I remember going to gay clubs as a kid, going in Pennsylvania State College and being like nervous about who's gonna see me walk in or out of that bar because is that frat boy gonna follow me home? And they would. I mean, you know, I mean at Penn State, you know, it was not, I mean, you know, I was bashed a few times. Luckily not too, yeah, oh yeah, they had a rash of bashings that then when I made a documentary about the gay bashing going on on campus, the school was not very supportive of it for mm -hmm. obvious mm -hmm. reasons. Um, so I screened it anywhere I could. <laughs> and, um, and what I found out later after I left two years later that they busted a fraternity whose, um, hazing included a gay bashing. Wow. That was like a requirement. That was one of the things that you did to <clears throat> pledge this particular fraternity. So it was not in our heads. These were gay bashings, you know, like, mm -hmm. so, so, the, so coming from that world, you know, things like pulse. Mm -hmm. just sort of um, 
are designed to keep us down and afraid and you know locked in corners and basements and so even though it's scary it's like oh my god that now's the time more than ever to go march in the streets mm -hmm. got very serious i know it's serious <laughs> but i love it because i don't think it's something people talk about especially in our industry yeah i think it's a lot of like this is a thing that happens but we're not going to mention it out loud yeah. i mean i see you're wearing your hunters against hate shirt and yeah. i mean there are groups who are screaming it and then there's groups that are like i'm not touching that and i think mm -hmm. it's one i think you need to keep talking about it. It needs to be a conversation. Well, even being like now in the haunt world and connected on social media and stuff, uh, I'm realizing more and more like, oh, you know, um, there are definitely places um, who might need more diversity education. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, where you, you hear about things happening in our, you know, haunt industry that are, you know, problematic on a, in a misogynistic way. Mm -hmm or a homophobic way or a racist way and a lot of it might come down to people's um inability to identify those things yeah. you know a lot of people don't realize they're sexist yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know there's like, just like yeah. sort of yeah. like you know okay i mean we're all raised to be that way mm -hmm. yeah. including women yeah you know so it's it's, it's it's such a um complicated thing you know to sort of like look at things and we when we designed our haunt we talked to crystal a lot about this it was important for david and i to not include any of the cliched scenes of women as victims because mm -hmm. it's just so easy yeah. yeah and it's something we all see although i'll say that i feel like i've seen less and less of it mm -hmm. over the yeah. years i'll tell you what in the show floor remember the, there was a year where we were like the props were so <coughs> offensive to women like yeah. I, I remember just well i'm like why? Yeah. Yeah. I think that was the year I, I walked through and I just like screamed out like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> but it's, you're not. Well, I'm better. good because that's how you make, mm -hmm. you affect change is yeah. by saying, something hey, you know what? Mm -hmm. This is tired. Um, there's something wrong here where you're, all of your props um, are violence against women. Like, you, you know, this is a problem. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe that person may, may or may not think about that. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, but have, I haven't seen it in the shows as yeah. much. No, I don't think so. I mean, there's certain ones that I. Well, last year they had a, a a thing where downstairs a demonstration where I was telling these guys where someone a male was beating a woman in the head with a hammer, mm -hmm. um, and I was just so mortified by that. I just thought, you know, I don't care that it's in the the, the haunt or horror, mm -hmm. you know, world. Like we, you know, we just it's not entertainment. And this year, that same effect was being done, but with a man. I saw I that actually. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that yeah. and laughed because I thought, oh, they got somebody got to them. And Maybe, yeah. hopefully, and, you know. And it's 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 reversed. And the other thing too that I think um, is important, and we do this with my regular shows, is to, uh, as producers of shows and entertainment, the way to make everyone feel welcome at the table is to go out of your way to be sure that they are. Uh, reflected in your um, show mm. and you know it's very easy even in San Francisco in San Francisco to have an all-white cast you know it would be very simple to do that um, so we have a responsibility to make sure we don't do that and to make sure that there is a diversity of monsters <laughs> and ghosts being presented mm -hmm. in the show because that's what tells other folks um, that they're welcome you know, both, I mean, 
if nothing else, from a business point of view, it's smart. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because customers want to see themselves reflected mm -hmm. in the, the cast yeah. and the show. And when you don't, you're perhaps alienating entire demographics who might not feel like your show is for them. They feel excluded. And why wouldn't you, you know? I know that when I see an obviously queer person in um, a, a haunt, I like it. You know, I feel like, oh, that's cool. I'm glad that person's there. There's a little there. bit of me in there. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. I, yeah. Don't, yeah. I don't need some screaming queen on the billboard, you know. <laughs> but, but when you go and you don't see anything or everyone's the same type of person, yeah. it's not as interesting. Thank you guys so much yeah. for the conversation. Yeah. This was great. And like I said, it's something that I don't think people touch and like it didn't mean to end up in this position, you know, where we ended up. But <laughs> yeah, it was very perfect. serious. Yeah. No, yeah. it was perfect. I think it was like I really enjoyed it. I, I really I think we as as an industry we need to be more open minded, ask questions. Like I think that's the thing, is like I think people think they know everything and no, you don't. Now debtors. You're officially invited to the queer meetup we're going to do next year. So you don't have to be queer. I'm so you just, you're, you're queer. You're queer enough. I don't care that you're engaged to a man. There's like, you know, there's like people that are queer because they have sex with mm -hmm. people of the same sex. And then there's people like you who who have Scarehouse in the Pride Parade. So you get an official invite. Yes. We're going to do a queer meetup next oh, year. I love it. I wish, yeah. I wish there was a group. I wish there was a group because there are very few resources for me to find out, like, how can I be more inclusive? What questions right. should I be eliminating sure. from interviews? Which questions should we be asking? Where should we look for, you know, like, how do we make this more inclusive? And there's not a lot of good resources. Like if there was a class here that was like, here's how mm -hmm. you're more inclusive with your class cast. That could be good. Yeah, we I would, I would, yeah, like how do you make your people feel more comfortable? Like how do you do this? And, and I, would I think you're it. doing a really good job though from the sound. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I'm trying. I, the it's, fact it's, that you're even having that conversation is really amazing. Yeah. That's a good start. Mm -hmm. And your us. cast, yeah. uh, if you're putting questions out there like you are, then the cast who need that are going to help bring you mm -hmm. the answers you need. So yeah. you're doing it the right way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I just like I said, it's 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 a challenge because no one wants to talk about it. No one wants to. We don't touch that. That's it. Yeah. It's like no. Yeah. Don't talk about it. it Could be a thing. Well, thank you so much all for being a part of this podcast. Yay. And thank you, Crystal, for coming back again. We Yay, Crystal. Everyone still loves you and misses you. Oh, I miss everybody. I know. I'm so glad you're back in haunting, though. Yeah, it's very nice. And it's Derby. Uh, well, I just retired from Derby, actually. Oh, that's fine. You got back into it, though. I did. I was yeah, in it. That's yeah. Fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. No, yeah, you got back into it? That's awesome. Yeah. You were BB again. For a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> did it feel good? It was good. Yeah. Yay. When I worked at Scarehouse for a while, I was actually known by my Derby name there because that's oh. how I started. Oh, right. And then oh, when I when I came on full time, I was like, no, I'm I'm Crystal now. Like this is I'm a grown up now. I'm a, yeah, right. yeah. At like, least yeah, I understand. Yeah. yeah. As somebody who goes by Dutters, I totally understand. <laughs> <laughs> BB and Dutters. Yeah. Mm -hmm.